oh, 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 fuck. Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Porchers, and I'm joined yet again by Matt Smith. Hey guys, I am one official step closer to being a doctor. Oh, look at him. He's all grown up, and he's all grown up, and he's all grown up. And I have to say, uh, a, a doctor that is not articulate. <laughs> is he going with this i'm like you didn't plan this out at all <laughs> that's where i was going <laughs> good 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 no no art no articulation I'm like uh, i'm like the dr ben carson of the humanities <laughs> there you go oh that's nice i like that that's a ring i a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> but hey what are you gonna do <laughs> But he's entertaining enough but, to enjoy whatever. I don't know. You know, I will say that <laughs> that, uh, that uh, young Ben Carson sketch from SNL this past week. I didn't see it. I hear good things. It's really good. Because I, I looked at the, like, I saw the freeze frame and I'm just like, oh, I need to watch this. I haven't had a chance yet, though. It's good, man. Uh, SNL been on point, I think. Hmm. Uh, last, last uh, well, this season, parts of last season. Nice. I think this new cast finally is finding its legs. Yeah, it takes, it always, it takes it a always while. takes a year or two. Yeah gotta figure out what's what and who's whose role is what and how to how it all fits together but yeah makes sense and if you want to know more about how that works hop on over to my buddy mark's podcast he talked to old lauren this week <laughs> your buddy <laughs> <laughs> or last week right? you know you know it's that guy that was a good episode though it was it was was a fucking good podcast episode good sir. stuff and guess what we've got a good one for you maybe not so much but you know whatever you're here it's so. not as jam-packed as normal no. next week is going to be fucking balls insane Ugh, good grief by the way i want to say this song is uh, uh was chosen by um i don't know if she's actually listened to the show but uh, so, someone who's just you know it's a requested song so uh-huh. i was like hey you got to figure out i'm gonna play a song on the show what do you want to hear and this was it so uh this is for you all right, well, let's get into the program. Does this have a name? Mm-hmm. This Does person doesn't have a name? Uh, she knows herself. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'm going to fucking dedicate it to Marty's daughter who's not listening to the show. <laughs> Who shouldn't be listening to this show. Evie, if you're listening to this program, go listen to the other one. That one's a clean program. This one's a dirty one. We have That even... one's about nice things. That was this a... is mostly about our egos and uh, our hesitancy to make dick jokes. Yeah, this is just like 30-year-old men just <laughs> cursing for an hour, just going, why the fuck is is the world like it is? Fuck this well, place. Well, I mean, but about movies. But, it, but in, you know, exactly, encased within a conversation about movies. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So yes, uh, yeah. So man, uh, congratulations to you here on the uh, on the uh, ever so uh, jaunty path, if you will, to become a uh, a doctoral candidate. Are you are you technically a doctoral candidate now? I am a candidate at this. There point. you go. Under All a right. student. Ooh, so, look at that. Uh, moving right along. I'm I'm mostly just uh, like it. It literally happened today, so it's Tuesday right now at eight thirty five six six ish right. Um, in the evening, and uh, this this morning at eleven a.m., I spent an hour and forty five minutes answering really fucking difficult questions from four four that is the answer to two plus two. What? I don't know. That's a difficult question for me. Two plus two. Oh, division would have fucked me. <laughs> what's <laughs> nine luckily, divided? What's like set? Was like seven times nine? I'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Um, pass. <laughs> I don't really, honest to God, I could not give you a good answer to that question right now without a calculator. I am that fucking stupid. I am a jackass. 
Oh, that is bad news. Uh, well, fair enough. But, but you know, I just I just want to play this for you because it's, get your deluxe department apartment in the sky. I also did that's, that today. That's clearly not the the right I, uh, fucking song, but I mean because it's not the I right also, singer. Uh, I also signed a lease to like occupy a new space in the coming months. <laughs> that is not the fuck you YouTube. <laughs> it's got the picture of the Jeffersons and everything on there, and it ain't the right broad that sings it. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, who cares? It's the song. <sighs> Anywho, that's how this show's gonna go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, why don't you uh, start us off on the right foot by telling us what you've been watching this weekend? Well, let's see. Um, I know you have a story as well embedded within the what you've been watching. I do. Well, I'll tell you as what. As you want to do. As I am. In Charlotte, North Carolina, and their theatrical. Hey, hey, we're nothing if not consistently terrible in Charlotte, you know? Uh, I, I do know. Yeah, you I've, do. I've been there. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that city in several ways. What we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll talk about the movie that I didn't see first, that I p- tried to see, but uh, failed to do so. Uh, so um, fucking, I don't know what day it was, a couple days back, I was like, well, I'm going to go see uh, Suffragette. I'm going to go mm-hmm. see that so I can watch it and uh, talk about it on the show. I go in. It's about uh, 7.30 or so, or well, no, about 7.10. Uh, no one's in the theater. Everything's doing fine. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm texting back and forth. My lady friend, I'm just like, hey, nobody's in here. I love it when it's, I'm the only person in. All of a sudden, a, like, like fucking, like a wave of sound starts coming from the little, uh, you know, the side pocket there where you can't really see when people are walking in because of the, mm-hmm. the stadium slope and everything. Just right. kind of... Turns out it's like fucking, I, I shit you not with this number, at least 20 grannies coming out to watch this fucking movie. It is a grandma's night out, son, and yeah, they are is. getting up in it. And the first thing they just go is just like, ooh, we got a man up in here. And I'm just like, oh shit, these guys are going to be fun. And so we're talking back and forth with him, and I just kind of like, and like one of them just goes, I'm going to sit beside him. So I just kind of like, I kind of do that little stretching motion, like you're about to just kind of put your arms right. around. I'm like, hey, come on <laughs> down, ladies. Uh, so they, they were fun. And I was just like, uh, and like during the previews and stuff, I was just like, they were kind of, you know, they're talking like people do. And, you know, if you got yeah, a of gaggle course. of old broads, it's going to be probably a little bit, you know, elevated more than normal. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this is, I'm like, but you know, once the movie started, credits kind of went, boom, everybody went down and quiet, very nice. Um, and then, uh, the movie started and, uh, there, I'm just looking at the screen and there's this big fucking yellow splotch in the middle of the screen. Like I'm talking 75, maybe 60 to 70% of the middle of the screen has this big fucking yellow splotch in it. It's light. Uh-huh. It looks like somebody pissed on it. I mean, if to just the best reference I can give. Looks like somebody kind of pissed on the screen, like dead fuck center in the middle, and and then just kind of like, well, <laughs> goodbye everybody, and then left. And I kept thinking, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna try to just ignore this. Uh, you know, I'm, I made my way out. Let's just f- fucking try to watch it. And I made about five minutes. I'm like, I can't fucking do this. I can't fucking do it. So I left, and I was just like, look, man, I got, I got, I got to, you know, I, I need a refund here. I, you know, there's no way in hell I can sit there and watch this with that in there. So instead of just believing me and giving my me my money back and letting me go, uh, she right. decides to go off and fucking investigate. And I'm like, all right, fine. Go fucking see it for yourself. See if I care. So she goes out there, and uh, you know, she comes back and she's just like, well, it's not there. And I'm just like, okay, you can tell me that you don't see it, but trust me, it's there. I'm not just making shit up. You know, I was like, and, right. and I asked her, I was just like, did you did you take it off or something? Was it like some other projection thing that was going in that made it look funny? And she wouldn't cop to anything. And I'm just like, okay, um, all right, whatever. Now, granted, she was nice enough and gave me two two tickets, readmission tickets and everything, which is perfectly fine. She was, you know, really only could have given me one, and I still would have been satisfied. She gave me two, so I can, you know, I can't talk too much shit, but it shouldn't have been done in the fucking first place. So right. uh, I would have watched Suffragette. Uh, I was I was looking forward to it, but it didn't. So I just you know went to the gym afterwards and cried myself to sleep because I couldn't see a, a, a you know thing about women voting. I was just trying to you know I was the only I was the only man in that theater, I was representing. And yeah. I, I, but I did tell them I was just like when they came in and I was just like they were like oh my dad but whatever and I was just like look um I just want to say this ahead of time I am not your oppressor. 
I am here <laughs> on your side to watch this movie. I am for these things, not against them. Okay, just so I, you know. I think for one that uh, we should do away uh, with women's suffrage. <laughs> that was one of the best man show bits ever. <laughs> that one and the uh, gravy is the best condiment ever uh, <laughs> bit on the man show were, were the best. Good stuff. And these women are like, I just like the one lady just like, no, you have to don't sign that. What are you stupid? She's just like, no, no, this is a good thing, right? No, you idiot. <laughs> don't sign that. <laughs> Fucking, it was great. Uh, so I didn't watch that, but what I did watch is uh, Love the Coopers. Um, and I, I can't say that I love the Coopers, but you know what? Uh, this movie got pretty shit on in the well, box office. What did we say it make? Eight? Yeah, it was a big step down so, from the top two. Yeah, so uh, number three, but all the way down to eight million. So not so hotsy there. Uh, but I'll say this uh, it's a Christmas movie, early November here ish. And. Um, I liked it actually. I mean, it's look, it's nothing amazing. Uh-huh. It's not gonna, you know, bring the house down or anything. But uh, the best part about it is it is woefully misadvertised, and I'll say that's the best part about it because I even heard people walking out of the theater going, "Oh man, I thought this is like, like." They were like, "I liked it, but it was not the you know comedy that it's billed as in the trailer." Right. It's billed as like an over the top thing, and there's certainly plenty of funny stuff in it. There is. Uh, but it's much more of a dramatic story than anything else, and uh, I th- I think the points really work. Uh, it's got a lot to do with kind of family. I mean, like, look, if if this kind of stuff, you know, does it for you, if like you know people coming together, if like if that's your bag, and it, and it is mine. I mean, I love uh, like humanity stories. Fucking get me, and we'll talk about one of those in in, in our full review here. But um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good enough. And you know, look, if I can look at Olivia Wilde for about you know forty five plus minutes on screen time, yeah, I'll take that. That's not too. I don't. You know, I, don't I don't mind that. Uh, but no, it was good. I liked it well enough. Maybe not amazing, but uh, and just for uh, those of you who are interested in the trailer, that you know she doesn't say you jerks. It's um, you uh, was it, I can't even remember what did I tell you it was D- dickhead. Dickhead. You're a dick. Yeah, you're a dick. Instead of yeah. you're, you're 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 a jerk, you're a dick. Which is funny. They only really used it twice. They almost used it a third time. I really probably could have used a couple more. Maybe just for funsies. Uh, <laughs> no, that's just me. Uh, but no, not not terrible. Decent performances from pretty much everybody involved. Um, oh oh oh, fuck! Um, I one of the best Alan Arkin performances we've seen in easily the last ten plus years. Alan Arkin doesn't just play Alan Arkin, and it's and and Alan so Arkin's like the, the best Alan so Arkin at playing Alan like Arkin best ever since uh, since like Slums of Beverly Hills best. Probably. I mean, it's pretty damn good. I mean, I was really shocked. I, now, I mean, still, you Which know, one did he win for? Little Miss Sunshine, right? Yeah, it was better than that. I, I okay. thought his performance in Little Miss Sunshine was just like, I thought he just got that because he's old fucking Alan Arkin and we just gave him a fucking award because he's a you know good old guy. Because uh, he's fucking amazing, but not in that movie. Not in that movie. But this because movie... Because that, that movie was all right, but The whatever. movie's fair. I mean, I, I wasn't wild by it. But, um... And, and his performance is nothing to write home about in that movie. But his performance in this movie was actually really good. If you felt for him, he's like an old kind of a old guy who goes to this diner, and like the only thing kind of bringing light to his eyes is this uh, waitress played by um uh, oh what's her fuck there oh I like her a lot too. I don't know why I can't remember her damn name. Amanda Seyfried. Uh-huh. And uh, you know the relationship between the two of them and stuff, and how like all these people are kind of connected in the story. It's like honest to God, it's it's uh, it's not as good. But it's it's kind of an American love, actually, if you will. Not not as good as that movie, but you know, serviceable, okay. better better than a lot of the other attempts at doing things like that movie have been. I'll say that. Gary Marshall, I'm looking in your direction. Um, yeah. So I saw that. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed it well enough. Uh, the only other thing that I like I can say that's really of note I I did <laughs> against my better judgment I have dipped in a little bit to the Criterion sale I had to go to an, a second store because the one that I went to initially only had DVDs and fuck you Criterion for going back off of this fucking hey let's put both things in one in one fucking uh you know book here right. and then please everybody to hey let's fucking split them up again because it's fucking stupid good job dicks. Um, so, but I, I got, I picked up, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, which, uh, another Wes Anderson movie, which I thoroughly enjoy, and I haven't delved in all the special features yet, but did watch it again, great transfer, uh, I still really like that film, 
And uh, I picked up Dress to Kill, Brian De Palma's movie as well. So I haven't had a chance to dig, dig into that one yet, but that will be in the future. Of course, with the probably other 15 titles that I've gotten within the past year and a half from them and still yet to watch because I don't have any bloody time. <laughs> yeah. I need to... Uh, I wasn't going to pick up anything, but I think I am going to pick up Dress to Kill. And I think I'm going to go on and uh, snag uh, Don't Look Now as well. Because uh, yeah, I, I haven't picked I, it up yet. On yeah, I, I got that one last round. And that movie's fucking fantastic. So Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. I feel like I've had something else here. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of... Well, I guess we're all waiting for uh, old Jessica Jones to drop uh, this coming weekend. So excited about that. Yeah. I hear, I've been um, hearing a lot of good things. So, so I went to see Spotlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about that next week. Didn't come out here yet. Um, and uh, it's really good, man. It's uh, you know, new Tom McCarthy uh, flick. That Uh-oh. old cracker. <laughs> that that old <laughs> cracker. Um, so we'll, I mean, we'll we'll talk about all of that stuff at some point. It's I one just, of those uh, things when you look at all, like I mean, so so many people in that movie. They're just like, how can this be bad? You got so many good elements in it. You know, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's it is uh, like really, it's really good, man. Uh, right. So uh, Tom McCarthy, right, is uh, he's an right, he's an actor predominantly. Um, but he, you know, he directed Station Agent. Yep. And uh, the visitor, which had a uh, really great performance from uh, fuck, what's his name? I can picture his fucking face, but you just did it to me, and I'm just God. Like, oh, I hope he remembers. <laughs> oh fuck, Richard oh. Jenkins. Richard, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. Okay, God. right. Visitor <laughs> had a great Richard Jenkins performance. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think he probably should have won something for that. That was damn good. Yeah, of, of course. Uh, win-win, right? Paul Dano and uh, Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. That was a good um, one. I have not watched The Cobbler. Mm, didn't see that one, no. That's the that's the Adam Sandler movie um, that he made. Mm. But, you know, but like Adam Sandler doing a, a drama, which most of the time works. Because I'm doing the cobbling. You want me to do a little cobbling for you, sir? I'll fix your shoes. Um, Why is nobody but, laughing at me anymore when I'm 58? But this movie is uh, like really, really good, man. Uh so I'm looking forward to talking to you about that next week. Uh, the other thing that I will say that I watched is, uh, like, I haven't done a whole lot because I was in the middle of just my fucking exams for uh, literally it's been a week uh, straight since we recorded the last episode. All I've done is those exams. Um, listen, listen, so, listen. If I wanted excuses, I'd go down to the fucking unemployment line. Well, in but- any case, <laughs> what I did watch, though, uh, is... Um, I finally got around to sitting down to the first season of the uh, new-ish um, cop show on TNT, uh, Murder in the First. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I mean, it just wrapped its second season, actually, but I didn't watch it last, uh, <laughs> didn't watch it last year when it was airing. Um, show, it's so, crazy. It's people like you that watch shows fail. Keep going. Well, anyway, so I sat down and I watched it on Hulu, watched the whole, like, thing straight through. It's uh, only 10 episodes because uh, it's on TNT, and they've been doing short seasons. Um, it's it's really good, man. This is the new show from uh, Stephen Bochco, right, who mm-hmm. uh, created, like, Hill Street Blues, co-created uh, NYPD Blue. Has a little um, bit of a history. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the idea is basically that... Uh, the, right, it's a single murder case investigated and dissected in many different uh, ways over the course of a season um, through the investigation, the arrest, and the trial, right? Was that, is is this, I mean, I, I don't know if it's this or not. Was that the one where, like, you know, some, like, kid gets killed or something like that? No, I think Is you might be thing? thinking of one of the seasons of The Killing, mm, maybe. I don't know. I remember seeing I mean, some look, promo for something a, like so this. So this is a theater. standard format now, right? So like the law and order format is like each episode's of an investigation, right? Right. Now the standard for uh, like cop uh, dramas is that there is like this dissection method, right? And a lot of shows do this, right? Uh, Major Crimes, which is another c- uh, series on TNT. Um, uh, the like Killing true did it. Yeah, guy. True Detective does it. 
but Botchko actually launched uh, <laughs> launched this concept uh, quite some time ago. Uh, I'm going to look this up actually because I haven't thought about it in too long. Um, yeah, 1995, right? So 1995, uh, this uh, show comes on for two seasons called Murder One, right? I remember the name. And and Murder One had like Mary McCormick, Michael Hayden. And a whole list of other people uh, like St- Stanley Tucci, Dylan Baker, Patricia Clarkson was a main cast member for uh, one season, I think. Um, right, but it was it was this uh, it was basically like a like the same single season, single investigation plot uh, that drove that show, but it was uh, not necessarily successful it never had like great ratings right this was the heyday of uh like homicide which was also doing kind of a season-long thing but with uh like grittier material i guess and um richard more (laughs) more traditional episodic stuff it also uh based on like the success of nypd blue was not anywhere close to that right so it got canceled after the second season and um Anyway, so so Bochco, uh brought it back, uh, kind of as a concept. It stars uh, Tay Diggs, uh, who I like yeah. quite a bit, and uh, Kathleen uh, Robertson from. Um, well, people will know her from like NYPD Blue or not NYPD, fucking nine hundred two one zero, same number of syllables. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. Right. And it. it all right, you're robot now like a motherfucker, <laughs> which will bring me back to something that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, R- uh, Richard Schiff um, is in here, and uh, fucking uh, Tom Felton, Lucius Malfoy, is up in this motherfucker as like the main, main bad guy for the season. Um, it's really good. I can't wait to watch the second season. Uh, so that's that's what I've been watching, and uh, you guys should uh, give it a shot. Well, I'll go back. I forgot the one thing that I did watch. I watched all of it, actually, is I watched Aziz Ansari's new show, Master of None, on Netflix. Heard it's great. It is. It's really great. It really, really is. Uh, each episode kind of takes a subject, if you will, from, mm-hmm. like, kids to parents to, uh, you know, there's, like, dating stuff and all kinds of things. It follows a linear track but still, uh, you know, in, is involved in all these things. Um, uh, it's great. It, it really is great. And... Um, this I, I hope this shows people and, and they even they even delve into it a little bit in the uh, show itself. But I hope this shows uh, uh, networks and stuff like, hey, um, people of color can do things. It's OK. Everything's just fine. I mean, they have a thing where he like so Zizan's already plays an actor in New York and he's doing like commercial work and different things like that. Right. And um, at one point, there's an episode where like he goes out and he's trying out for a role in like kind of a think uh, new girl, if you will kind of thing uh-huh. it's like one of those kind of sitcom dealies and um you know him and his and his buddy are both trying out both indian guys and of course they're just like well we can only really have one indian person and then you know that kind of gets into the thing of like well why does it have to be that and you know it gets to the uh, there's a lot of there's a, so much good stuff that's mined in here and um it's kind of and, and I, I don't mean what i'm about to say in like a slamming way because honest to god it's not it's actually a compliment um, it's kind of like Louis, but a little lighter. But there's a lot of kind of there's a lot of Louis stylistic sort of things in here, just from kind of like different cutaways, different ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in a bad way, not in a rip offy way at all. It doesn't feel like ooh, it's 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 borrowing from that so heavily. It just feels like you know it's another way to tell the story. And Aziz directs like an episode or two here or there, and um, it, it's really it's really damn good. But uh, brings up a lot of lot of subjects, a lot of talk, a lot of interesting things, and does it in a very humorous way. And his like his the parents in his in his show are his actual parents, and um, they're, right. they're they're not the best actors in the world, but they're they're absolutely believable. Like I you know I I have Indian friends. I've been over to their houses, and guess what? These parents very much very. <laughs> Very much like actual kind of in, some some Indian not not all of them but some Indian parents that I've seen and it's uh it's it's quite funny but uh, funny show um just really well done lots talking about you know everything from sex to kids to race to uh, you know just life growing up as someone in their you know early thirties and stuff so yeah good program. Do- 
Does H. John Benjamin change his voice? No, he doesn't. Oh. It's just great. <laughs> Hi. Hey, um, so here's the thing. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, he plays like kind of the elder statesman, uh, you know, kind of stunt mm-hmm. actor who's, uh, you know, been in, uh, he's like, <laughs> mostly like he's, he's mostly been like the white guy in black movies. Right. He's just like, yeah, I played, uh, like, I forget the whatever shitty movie it was, but he's just like, yeah, I was in this part, like part four or something. I played the white guy who did the thing, and but uh, quite funny. Good good show. Yeah. Uh, highly recommended there for you. He's, uh, you can... like, really killing it right now, man. Uh, like, like more like the past six months, I think. They just have a lot of shit coming out that I can't wait to watch. So, like, Master of None, I can't wait to plow through. Um, and you can do it pretty quick. They're all like thirty minute episodes, so you can, yeah, you can right? bang that out in a week. Uh, you know, no with problem. Bob and David, just launched this week. Yeah, so new new Mister Show, if you will. Uh huh. Next next week, of course, Jessica Jones. Yeah, Netflix is fucking destroyed. I'm sorry, Netflix is really putting their dick on the table and saying, "Watch it, HBO." So there, I mean, it's it's getting it's getting kind of crazy. And so, <laughs> and, and I'll say this, you know, with Netflix raising their price a little bit and everything like that, people shut the fuck up. Do you realize what you're getting for what you're paying right now? Fucking shut the fuck up. I don't even. I've I've zero, I've heard zero about people grumbling about oh, there, it. There, I mean, there's there's some. I'm sure there are, there's right? Some. But it's just like, guys, it's a fucking buck. Do you realize how much shit they're doing now? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, dude, like, first of all, you Netflix has been under like your subscription cost has been undervalued. I think for a long time. I think they could. Don't do it because you'll piss off more people. I right. think they could easily get away with fifteen to twenty bucks a month, and people would. St- I'd still do it. Hell, I'd still do it. I mean, that's what HBO now is. Yeah, right? it's fifteen bucks. So I mean, I think they could easily get away with fifteen. And, and honest to God, at this point, with the stuff that they're putting out, be absolutely worth it too. Uh-huh. I mean, you just I mean, they've got what? I don't know how many. At least what five original series at this point. That's pretty damn huge for, you know, a company that like three years ago was not even in this shit. So that's yeah. I'm I'm impressed. All right. Uh anything else? Uh no. I think we're ready to move into our big review, which is uh I don't even think we've actually said what it is this. Oh, week. we're reviewing the thirty three, the uh the Chilean minor movie. Um, you know. Because mm-hmm. that was a thing that came out. And the only thing it that did. we both watched at the same time. We'll talk. Trust me. Next week is going to be so much bigger. But here's here's a trailer for this. And I, and I, I don't know that this review is going to go exactly what, how everybody might think. So here, here's a trailer. Mario Gomez, congratulations on your retirement. 45 years. Hey, mine. You love birds. Get the sonogram yet? It's a boy. It's a girl. Tomorrow is my free day, but uh, I would like to work. You got it. Everyone, say hello to our new boy from Bolivia. Is that the only way in? The only way in, the only way out. What was that? That the government shows up and they do nothing. We have to suspend any further rescue attempts. There's a 1% chance of finding them. This is all the food we have left. We have to rush it. They'll blow the mine and put up the gravestones. No! I believe we'll make it out of here because I choose to believe it. All 33 of us. Those people out there are counting on us. We have 10 drills working 24 hours a day. The mountain is completely unstable. So bring it down on top of these men. We're all ready to get out of here or die trying. We want answers. I've been saying this for you. I couldn't be prouder than I am of all of you. 
have a daughter and a wife. They're counting with me. It's okay, Dad. the trailer for the 33 our our only new release review of this week uh, that's in full release for, by both of us uh-huh imdb plotline as we know imdb always 100 percent correct in everything they say and or do based on the real life event when a gold uh, and copper mine collapses it traps 33 miners underground for 69 days 69 uh this is uh directed by patricia regan starring antonio banderas rodrigo uh santoro juliette Binoche, josh brolin uh lou diamond phillips there's like eight billion people in this oscar noon yet so you just name there them. are at least 33 guys there's at least 33 guys and then we got like bob gooden and then we got gabriel Byrne. it's just like there's a shitload of people in this movie mm-hmm. uh didn't make a huge splash at the box office or anything but uh, i gotta say i saw this last night saw it on a monday night and um, theater was actually fairly full for a Monday night at 7.30. Uh, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I saw this uh, God, I don't, uh, Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday. And it was kind of midday, but the theater was kind of partially full uh, early on, right? I went to like a, I don't know, like a 12-something show, I think. Yeah. Uh, not bad, right? But, uh, yeah. Um, I th- I think that the I think that the movie will find an audience. I think there's some hesitancy. I mean, I was hesitant to go and see it. Yeah. Uh, or like, I was going to go and see it, but I was hesitant to have like a really strong desire to go see it. I did oh, not yeah, have you a strong did, you did, desire. Oh no, no, no doubt. I didn't wake up just going, gonna go see the 33 today. Woo! Yeah. Um. No. But but I do think that it'll find its audience, and I think that it'll do pretty well in the long run. Um. Because it's uh, actually, like, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is a surprisingly decent movie. I mean, it's got pretty low scores on Rotten Tomatoes, and, like, I don't know why they're... I mean, like, they don't... I'm not, like, saying that this needs to be up in the, you know, 80 90% or nothing, but it certainly doesn't deserve... What's it, in, like, the 40s or something right now? That's a little... Uh, I'm going to pull that up, because I want to look at some of those uh, things. Um, uh, no, it doesn't deserve that shit, man. I mean, look, uh, it's not perfect by look, any means. And it starts off, I'd say it starts off fairly rocky, actually. Yeah, right? It, it sets up a whole lot. Uh, it takes a little while to get going. Um, but not too long, too. At the same time, when, like, the, the mine starts to finally, you know, start, you know, the, the rock kind of falls in and everything, it doesn't take too awful long to get there, which I liked. Like they give you just enough of the backstory to really, you know, like maybe like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes, if that even, and then they're kind of into it, and then then shit goes down, and you're like, okay, now now the clock starts, if you will. Hmm. Um. So I, I think part of the problem looking at um, what people are saying about it is that uh, like people are kind of pissed off or think that it's uh, shabby that uh, they've cast not uh, like white people to play some of these characters. I, I, but I, I have to say like there, there are but... really only like two white actors playing quote unquote, non-white super white people, people, yeah. right? Uh, one is uh what's his face that plays the president. Um, the other is, uh, is of course, Juliet Binoche, right? Mm-hmm. Playing Maria Sogovia, right? The problem with this is that, like, I think, not, I don't think that it's a problem with the casting, honestly. Yes, they could have found native uh, Chileans to play those parts. Probably no problem. Yeah. Definitely no problem if you were looking broader into South America, right? The the thing that I think allows them to get away with some of that is that Chile is a country that is that has like a large, and I mean really large, historical immigrant population from Western Europe. Mm-hmm. Right? So that it's not it's not as brown as concentratedly as some other countries in South America. Right. And I think that the film kind of skirts 
the way that uh, with and skirts skirts around that and gets away with it in in some regard, right? Yeah, it's a little problematic seeing what's his face browned up, <laughs> um, a little, right? But Juliet Binoche, right, is playing a character who specifically was like of an of a European. I mean, her last name is fucking. Oh my god, Govia. We need to pay. You need um, to pay Comcast. The other thing that man. people, you, you losing me? <laughs> a little bit. You're a little Fucking robotic. Dick <laughs> uh, hold on. I bet Marsh is like streaming shit in the other room. Um, am I am I better now? That's a little better. Yeah. So the other problem that people seem to have is that it's in fucking English and then it's anglicized. Well, I will say uh, I will say this while watching it. I did. I mean, not that I had a problem with it, but honestly, uh-huh. I did. I did it many times because it does dip into Spanish when it goes to like in news reports and a couple of other different times. Right. But I really did think I was like, man, this probably would be a lot more powerful. It was if it was just all in Spanish. I know why they did it in English to try to make a big, get a bigger audience. But it would it probably would have been more powerful if we would have had just a Spanish language. Track well, then there is a solution because there was a Chilean film made about this several years ago that guess what didn't get fucking released anywhere. There you have it. Right, and you know why it didn't get released anywhere? Because nope. it's fucking Spanish, and the stars it was big enough. All, and it was already Chilean uh, as a like a Chilean film, right? We, how many fucking Chilean films do we get here in the U.S.? I'd you want to guess? One, I have, one, I have no idea. What a I decade! That, but I will tell you that it's not nearly as fucking many as we get from Mexico, mm. right? So language is not just the thing; it is also like we don't get a lot of Chilean cinema up here. Period. We don't get a lot of Brazilian cinema up here, and that's a fucking large-ass country that makes a shit ton of stuff. When's the last time you saw a Brazilian film? City of God is the answer to that. Or that sequel. (laughs) 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 Which is a real thing, like City of God 2 or some shit. Really? Electric electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Uh, No, there is. It's called, like, City of Men, I think. Hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, right, so there was one. It didn't fucking get released anywhere, Okay. This is, right, it's funded by Hollywood, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's, and, and funded partially by a variety of Latin American countries, right? Mm -hmm. So, this means that they're aiming for a wide audience, a Hollywood film where the actors are speaking English, is more likely to get distributed across the world. I was about to say, you can do this in so many different countries, too. Yeah. Um, And there are people that push back. In fact, I I think I saw on IMDb, like, the most idiotic fucking comment thread regarding somebody who made this exact fucking point about why they chose English, where people were just giving them shit like, well, Germany and France dub the thing. I'm sure, like, all the other countries dub it, too. Like, well, you're fucking wrong. Because dubbing is very expensive to do, especially to do well. And also, like, people in those countries, guess what they're used to hearing Antonio Banderas speak? English. When he's on screen. <laughs> if if anything, right? Yeah. Guess what they're used to hearing Juliette Binoche speak? French. Guess what they're, right? Like, just go down the fucking list of any of the actors in this film who might have it. Lou Diamond Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. Who is not like a major star. He's he's great. I like him a lot. But he, like he's not fucking Tom Hanks. But people who've seen Lou Diamond Phillips in something outside of the United States, more likely than not, have seen him speaking fucking English. Yeah. Right? So there's very real uh, like financial dis- uh, decision that gets made about why they're using English for this. And it is the exportability. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. And so I just, like, on a certain level, yes. Uh, like, I would have also appreciated watching this film in Spanish. I feel like it would have worked just fine that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to fault the film for doing it this way uh, in, a, in, like, an overt manner, right? Like, I don't think it makes the film bad. It makes it strange, and I don't like it necessarily, personally. But I don't think that it hurts what the film does very well which is create like this uh, emotional attachment to you as, as a viewer. 
No, I mean, and honestly, I think they like, and they probably could have got away. Like, like uh, there's a couple times like Hunt for Red October and Valkyrie and stuff where they kind of go through and they had that kind of nice little transition, right? To where you're just like, here we're speaking the tongue and we're translate, we're transferring it over to just go, hey, look, you know you're ta- you know they're talking Russian, you know they're speaking German, um, but we're gonna do the rest of this in English. Yeah. So it, it could have even have used maybe one of those, but they do kind of duck back and forth between the English because some of it is like actual archival uh, news footage and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I did, like I said, I, I think I would have preferred it that way, but it didn't, it didn't bug the shit out of me. Yeah, and it just seems like like anglicizing. Really, the film was film was made yeah, by a f- just, fucking. Uh, Spanish language director, and and I want to sit back and tell people it's just like oh you know we anglicize this. Look look at how many brown people are in this movie as compared to every other fucking movie that's out right now. Yeah, this one wins hands over fist, man. It is fucking ridiculous. So well, and, and it and it's up. made by by a woman. Yeah, so, from Mexico. <laughs> it's like gone. There, there's so, all these like, elements in there. It's like you can't I'm, fucking please everybody. And that's the saddest fucking part. It's just I'm like, just saying, like, like you want to bitch about some anglicizing, bitch about that fucking old boy remake, man. No, bitch about how, like, uh, in the last Avatar, all the good people turned into white ones and all the brown ones were evil. <laughs> At least in the fucking cartoon, all everybody is all brown and they're all evil. And that shit, right? The 33 does not do that. No. Like, yeah, it, it has, like, different maybe cultural affectations because of its production, but it's not the like fucking downfall of society that uh, some of those reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are making out to be. And I think that the fact that it like creates this uh, very diverse uh, spread of what Chilean, the Chilean population is, it hints at some of the like disagreements that go on culturally there between between them and Bolivia. Right. Which they have like a very rich uh, cultural history that is sometimes in tension, those two countries, um, for various political reasons throughout their histories. Uh, and, and like you just don't like you don't I would not have seen that shit in a film that was never fucking released here. Yeah. Right. Which is exactly what happened. I've Look, never seen the Chilean film. Yeah. And here's the thing. They didn't make them all white people. So shut the fuck up. Be thankful no, for like, that fucking shit. Literally, it's one per like one actual person who matters, right? Yeah, and she's playing someone who, whose family was, from what I can tell in the biography, because I went and looked it up, right? I think I talked about it with you, even on like an after show at one point. Like, what the fuck is Juliette Binoche doing in this fucking <laughs> movie? And I went and looked it up, and like, like from what I can remember about it, like that family, right? The Segovias mm-hmm. were, were even like recent immigrants into the country. Right. So it's very conceivable that, hey, that, uh, like know? the daughter from like even a second or third generation immigrant would not, uh, right. Like that fucking bloodline is, uh, not, uh, racially, uh, like identifiable at, at a certain level. Yeah. Right? No, it just, it, it's, it's fucking genetics on, <laughs> on yeah. some part. Uh, anyway, I, like that's not my like needing to ex- explain away some shit. It's but just still. like I understand the compromises, right? And and honestly, if I if you can get Juliette Binoche to be in your fucking movie, probably go should, go fucking do it. We should do that. She's she's uh, she ain't half bad. That no, ever. Yeah, she's never bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I uh, mean, she's in one of the best movies we've seen this year. Or that I've seen. I don't remember. I don't think you saw it, right? Clouds of Sills No, nah, I didn't get around to that one. Yeah, fucking, she is amazing, right? There's no no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Like, Julia Binoche is fucking, she's the best. Fucking the best, man. I, remember I, I would put her up against Meryl Streep every fucking day of the week. And I bet, blow for blow, Julia Binoche is the winner. Because she doesn't choose shit movies to make fantastic with her i believe i will agree with that statement matthew uh i I look at look i like meryl streep just as much as the next person a little overrated in my book i don't think she's overrated i think she's fantastic i think that uh she chooses to make ricky in the flash which is all right but it's only like good because she's really good in it yeah i mean i'm not taking Uh, away from her by any stretch of the imagination but eh, i I still think a little overrated I, i like her i like her i do don't get me wrong but maybe a little overrated Anyway, uh, but no, like I, I like this movie. Like now, I'll tell you one thing that I like that like kind of like that got me. 
that mm-hmm. I thought that was like very interesting, and I thought was like one of the most like artsy kind of neat fucking portions of the film that I think that felt like it came out of French cinema for Christ's sakes. All right. Um, that's when they're all kind of sitting down. And they're basically having more or less their last supper, if you will. Oh, that's dude. You're you're totally talking about uh fucking straight up old school Latin American magical realism. I haven't seen. I, look, I, that's not a f- category I'm super familiar with, but I will take your word on that. No, I mean like 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 it's a like huge uh, literary genre, right? Yep. Uh, the fantastic taking place in kind of uh, uh, these mundane settings, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's like there's a very rich history. Like yeah, the the French do that shit too, right? It's like what uh, every uh, Jean Pierre Jeunet film yeah. does. But uh, like that's that's more of my familiarity. South, I'll just South say American that. literature, uh, particularly, is full of it, and um, I mean that's part of what that's that's where like like Guillermo del Toro right gets the fantastic and the mundane in some of his films right right yeah. particularly in like Chronos Devil's Backbone. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth in there right? as well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, it's great. They're all sitting around there, and then just kind of one by one, people uh, from their lives are coming in and just replacing this last little bit of, you know, this canned meat or whatever that's like just they tried to broth it up as much as they can to try to make it halfway fucking decent or something. And then they just bring in like their favorite meals from stuff with just this kind of over the top dramatic lighting and everything. And honest to God, it's because it's like these are guys who were like at literally this point after this thing are probably pretty much facing their death. And it's just such a a beautiful, beautiful scene. Right. Yeah, no, I loved that scene, right? And it ends with uh, like everybody's having this big feast and uh, it's really gorgeous. And then it comes back to their Drinking fucking tuna soup. <laughs> exactly, it's pretty much tuna soup. I guess. I mean, right? Like with like a little bit of tuna at the bottom of their cup. Yeah, like that's the price at the bottom. It's like, man, oh man. Uh, but no, I mean, like this is really good. I mean, everybody is uh, everybody's acting is pretty uh, good for the most part. Uh, I feel Lou Diamond Phillips is uh, uh-huh. chewing a little bit of scenery sometimes, but still overall. I not feel bad. like he. I feel like he was uh, like he's good. He is, I think he's going like really kind of uh, head on with Antonio Banderas in that like uh, scene chew- chewing uh, <laughs> like method. And, but I think it works. And I think part of that is also just like Lou Diamond Phillips uh, has been doing good work uh, kind of off to the side. He's on that show Longmire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is kind of like the first time in a long time that he's been offered like a big meaty role uh where he can like dig down a little deeper than like what people ask him to do normally porting banana and, number five or something and, and and so like he just like he decided to fucking show up for work man yeah so <laughs> so yeah i mean i i don't know what else i mean there's not a whole lot to say i mean everybody has everybody you you know if you're listening to the show you lived through that event so you kind of know what happens Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, it's done in a really, uh, it's done in a really interesting way. I think once kind of, like I said, it, it has a little rocky start and honestly that first like 15 minutes or some or so, I'm just like, I'm not going to like this. This is going to be a slog. And the theater I was in, by the way, it was cold as fucking shit. Oh my God. It was as, it was as cold outside as it was inside. Mm-hmm. And I was just freezing my balls off during this movie. And uh, so I think that also kind of led to a little bit of my, you know, <laughs> distraction. I probably could have enjoyed it more had it been in a temperate climate. AMC 22 South Boulevard, Charlotte, North Carolina, you fuckers. Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it far more than I expected to. Uh, it's not like the most. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know praise it up and down and up and down, but uh, far more watchable than I imagined it to be. And I I think is a decent rainy day Netflix. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if, if you insist on going out to the movies this week before Friday hits, this is the one to see, I think, uh, unless you have some of the smaller stuff, which we'll get around to talking about soon. Um, I mean, fucking go see spotlight. I'll just tell you right now, (laughs) that's going to be my review of it is go fucking see that movie. Um, but like this, this one was like quite good. I think you'll enjoy it if you, uh, you know, sit around, watch it on it. It's a good, uh, Good, like, uh, 
chill and unwind and uh, watch something with uh, your spouse or girlfriend like dur- during the week kind of movie. Yeah. Um, it, like, you know, it's just like a really solid drama uh, that I that I found like really emotionally effective, actually. So, yeah, watch it at some point. I don't care how, but you should definitely see this. Certainly worth watching. All right, uh, that's it for this show. A little bit short, but hey, it's better better short than long for nothing. And God It'll knows, probably be long next week. Yeah, we're so. gonna we're gonna fucking fill it up uh, to the brim here. With <laughs> yeah, so much we might stuff. we might actually just have to skip what you've been watching. Uh, yeah, just, it's because <laughs> just it's, to get shit in. I don't know if we're gonna have enough time. <laughs> Otherwise, because <laughs> my God, so much stuff. So next week we're gonna be talking about uh, the Hunger Games, the last chapter in the Hunger Games series. Matthew, are you sad? I, you know. I don't know that I'm sad, but uh, I'm interested that to see. is uh, fucking on par to make a boatload of cash, bro. Yeah, I'd say there's probably fairly good odds that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about that. We'll talk about the new uh, movie from uh, Seth Rogen and the night uh, before Gordon Levitt. Yep, the night before. Uh, looking forward to that one. And of course, we're going to try to fit in. I, I will definitely fit in um, a spotlight. So we'll definitely talk about that 100%. And uh, some possible uh, upcoming ones. We may talk about Room. We may talk about Suffragette. So we're going to try to, you know, a handful of other stuff. But those first three, you're definitely going to get 100%. Well, so. well, and the other big one that, that you didn't talk about is Secret in Their Eyes. We are going to talk about that one. Okay. And and I'll, I'll try to fit that one. There's so much work That'll we fit, do for that, you. That man. one's the big one. Like, like I think beyond uh, like Hunger Games, that one's going to be the that one's going to surprise the most people box office wise. I I think there's fairly good odds for that. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, Matt, where else can we find your work on the internet this week, sir? Well, uh, you can follow me at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith on Twitter. Uh, I've back to tumbling, actually back to tumbling for real this fucking week. Uh, conspiracy media theater. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. And uh, got a little thing. Uh, I think I'm going to launch a newsletter next week. Yeah, it's an interesting idea uh, you got there. Put some deets out on that sometime soon over the coming weeks, how to subscribe to that. Very good. And, of course, you can always listen to my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, at herovmoviepodcast.com. This week, uh, we, we talk a little bit about Howard the Duck, and uh, uh, downloads are good. So people are really like, man, when we hate on stuff, people enjoy the shit out of it. So uh, go what check What can we out. hate on on this show? Have you have you been on this show for the last year? <laughs> yeah, but we got to find something people want you to hate on. That's true. It can't just be me going, like, fuck Christopher Nolan, because nobody wants to hear that Nobody shit. does. Nobody wants to. <laughs> go back and listen to those Paul Blart episode that we did. I mean, for no Christ's one sake. To, no one even cares about that. At least, like, like Howard the Duck has some kind of uh, attachment to it, weirdly. As like an a odd cachet movie, of right? some sort. Yeah, right? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Anyway, so head on down there. And, of course, next week we're going to be doing uh, the old Jessica Jones there. Looking very forward to that. We're going to do the first uh, half of that season and the second half later. Because and I'm going to shotgun that motherfucker God. and talk about the whole thing on Whew. this fucking show. So we'll do all that fun stuff. So that is it. Until next week, everybody, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
believe we made, we made pretty much an hour out of that show. Huh? That's, not, that's not too shabby. Yeah, well, you know. Every time, every now and then, you you know, you, you do what you do. That's good. <sighs> uh, that is uh, the second time I've listened to T-Rex today. So earlier I was catching up on some old uh, Technically it's the casts. third because the first song we did was T-Rex too. So technically no, I'm just saying in general this fucking episode. Because okay. uh, so, uh, so earlier I was catching up on some proop casts. Old, uh, old Proop Dog, Greg, Gregory Proops. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was playing some of that jank. Only his... So his usage of it was to talk shit about Oasis. <laughs> 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 they have some uh, some song that I forgot about, actually, entirely, which is not unsurprising, because all I can fucking think of is fucking Wonderwall. Yeah. Um, what else do you think of, honestly, though? Uh, and in any case, uh, it was the song called something like fucking cigarettes and booze or some shit like that. But the fucking it like it is them just it is playing uh g- like get it on and with other words over it and slightly different guitar riffs. Huh. Um But yeah, so then he then he just played uh T-Rex cuz fuck it it's T-Rex and as he says and I agree, T-Rex Highly fuckable band. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. So, uh, you know, see, I can you see get that. Out, get out there and uh, you know, shake your ass, waggle your dick, whatever you uh, do, while uh, listening to T Rex. Shake your ass. Watch also, yourself. as a, as a band, highly fuckable. Um, we forgot to fucking do the iTunes review. Oh fucking bollocks! We're gonna uh, do we'll, a... do, we'll do both of them at the very beginning of next. Damn episode. it! I had the thing here and everything. We'll do it. You know what else I keep fucking Matt? Forgetting? Your your review's coming next week, buddy. I know you're still you, listening. You know what else I've been uh, fucking forgetting to do is uh, uh, I don't, I don't even fucking remember this happening. But he reminded me of it on Twitter. It's like we told we told Marty at some point that we were gonna send him some shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We gotta. So, so we need to get on that. I have uh, like the address to ship it to, um, and and I want to I want to think through like an idea for us to do kind of like a Christmas giveaway. Okay. Right? right. Like, find some things that we think people should have, and you know, if you win and you have them already, well, cool. You can do what what the fuck you will with them. Give them to your homeless friends, and I know but, you got. But some. maybe just like have a have a little like prize pack of some sort so we need to think through that i think okay uh i think it'd be nice and fun and uh i think our our listeners like the the 15 of them have a good chance of winning (laughs) exactly (laughs) there ain't much competition kids you'll be fine (laughs) um and don't worry marty we won't like uh we we won't exclude people who've won something in the past 60 days (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like other radio stations. You can't win again if you my brother like my brother would just like you remember yeah, we all remember Surge. They've kinda had a resurgence, if you will. Yeah, they do, uh, and it's so good. Um, it's still lots of sugar. Oh yeah. Fucking I can't see straight. <laughs> and I have I, diabetes. I cut off my own foot. <laughs> but um my like they had like contests and shit back in the day for that. My brother won so much stuff they refused to deliver things to the house anymore. <laughs> He won so, like knit cats and like an alarm clock. That alarm clock was the scariest shit you've ever seen in your fucking life because it was yeah. just like it wouldn't just go like meh meh meh. You remember Surge? How in the ads and everything, someone just screamed Surge, right? Right. That was the alarm. Surge. Oh God. Surge! It would just freak you the fuck out if you did not wake up when that alarm clock just fucking screamed in your face. <laughs> fucking hell. Jesus Holy Christ. fucking shit, that was insane. I mean, my God. But then he'd start getting, then he's just like, he went over to the neighbors. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to send some boxes to your house. and going to have my name on them. Because <laughs> you get one <laughs> shit. And they're just like, you've won your maximum prize limit. You can get no more. <laughs> he's like, but uh, I want an alarm clock. <laughs> You already got, you already got one of those. What are, what are they, the, uh, the Gilligan hats? What are those mm-hmm. called? I forget what they're I don't know, floppy little things. He got one of the he got like he got like three of those and like some other fucking shit. It's crazy. <laughs> that was it back in that thing where like we didn't have like South Carolina didn't have the lottery yet. And so yeah. it was just like, fuck, why don't we have a lottery here? This kid just needs to start buying tickets. 
Yeah. Because uh, he he had like a he had a, like a wild ass streak of luck with, at there at one point. It's gone from his life. I'll tell you that much. But mm-hmm. man, oh man, we could have really raked in with some of that shit. We just go like, which one of these numbers do we pick, Mark? <laughs> 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 let's make let's make the family rich. Oh, man. Well, we've hit an hour. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you with a big-ass fucking show next week.